We're back here with another episode of the Divergence Podcast. We're your host here. I'm Keddy. It's me. And just like episode 10 was a milestone, we hit another 10 more here with episode 20. Surprised we made it this long. Yeah, for real. Somehow we're still not canceled. We're still here, folks. <laughs> I can work on it for you if you want. <laughs> I, can get, I can tow that line. Oh, no. Let's, let's, not, let's not get canceled. I like the threat of it, but I don't actually want to get canceled. It just sounds so enticing, though, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but this might officially be the longest project I have now. And you know what? I'm really damn proud of it. Yeah, we're actually sticking to this. Yeah, <laughs> look at us go. Yeah, look at us go. Somehow, it's going good. It's going good. 20 episodes in. Yeah, I'm just following Cuddy around, so. Yeah, I'm putting in the hard work. This is basically my podcast, so. I'm just here it. for moral support. <laughs> and to try to get us canceled now. I guess. Uh, but we hope to keep bringing you great content in 2023, along with a few more guests. So stay tuned for more. And I guess, should we just dive right in into what we have recommended? Ain't nothing to it section? but to do it. Let's go. Yeah, because we actually have quite a big topic here later. Oh, boy, do we. Thank yeah. you, James Gunn, for <laughs> providing us content and making our week easy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking wild. But hell yeah, man. <clears throat> um, what you been watching lately? Uh, for me, I actually started off here with uh, BBC Ghost. Uh, it's a comedy, a British comedy. Uh, there is an American version of it as well, which is okay. It's not it's not as good as the British version, I think, because maybe, I don't know, because it's on network TV. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every English adaptation of a, well, any American adaptation of a British show is not going to be as up to par. Uh, I don't know, because like, The Office definitely surpassed the UK version. But I think it's because the American version is on CBS and it's like on a... I don't, not a cable channel. I feel like it, it's restricted. Office a bit. was NBC, right? Office was NBC, yeah. Eh. Well, regardless. But that was a different time. We're talking about BBC Ghosts, which yeah. I definitely read that as something completely different when I looked at these notes. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't help the way I am. Uh, but synopsis of, this, of the show is uh, this husband and wife, uh, the wife inherits a, a, like a mansion basically from her long uh, ancestor who passed away. And they decide to open up a bread and breakfast, and they go to the house. It's like basically run down. They have like to pour in a lot of money to fix it up and everything. Uh, she has an accident, like a near uh, near death experience, and then because of that, she's now able to see the ghosts that haunt the mansion. And just you know, a bunch of shenanigans ensue, and it's it's really funny. I actually like the show a lot. Right now, it's currently three seasons in. I know the fourth season already aired out in the UK. I'm just waiting for that to make it jump over to HBO Max so I can get on that All but right. three seasons in really good hilarious i definitely do love the comedy in it i think anybody would really appreciate it. it's very universal uh comedy i hear good things about the original so yeah so yeah definitely check it out i like it a lot uh i'm trying to think who my favorite ghost in there would be but you know they, they all have they all have their moments it's are just, they based on actual people not all no just like i guess they're just fictional weird. historical figures okay I, that's always fun i mean you know they have a caveman they have a world war ii general who's like a closeted gay man <laughs> Uh, they have this old, like, I guess he's part of the British, or he was when he was alive, part of the British government. Like, he died in the, during a sex scandal, basically, like, doing cocaine and, like... Awesome. Yeah, so, I want to party with that ghost. So, he's, like, he's he's dead, and he, he, he has no pants, because, like, I guess the way you die is how you, like, appear as a ghost. Oh, that's ghost. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, And then there's another ghost who was there, I guess, during, like, when they were burning witches, I, I want to say. And I'm trying to think what other ghosts do they have. They have some dude who has like his head chopped off. So it's it's a variety and it's really good. It's funny. I, I feel like there's always one ghost that's like carrying around his head. 
like nearly nearly headless neck from Harry Potter. Well, he doesn't carry head on his head. He yeah, but he's got he's because he's nearly headless. How can you be nearly headless? So I mean, it's a great show. I definitely recommend it. Uh, the American one is good too. I do like it. I just I think I watch it more is because of the lead actress uh, Rose McIver. She was in that show's uh, I Zombie. Yeah, and she was also a Power Ranger. Which Power Rangers was she in? She was in Power Rangers RPM, the last Disney era series before they made the jump back over to Savant, oh. which is also a really great one because like they kind of break the norms on Power Ranger stuff because like they're like as they always ask questions like it's like oh how come every time we transform there's huge explosions behind us? <laughs> oh, that's that one. Okay, yeah. So it's it's really funny and it's it, I like it a lot. It's a really good season too, and like she's also like brilliant in that season of Power Rangers. So I think she definitely does carry. She carries it just about every show that she's in. She's Australian, so, right? I think, yeah, she's Australian. Okay. I love a good Aussie. So, she's great. Um, the other show I have to recommend is called Love After World Domination. Uh, this has to do with this one evil organization called the Gecko who has burned half of the world down. And they're being opposed by the, I want to say, the freezing something agency. I don't, I don't know. Because because I'm watching it subbed, it's like kind of hard to like, keep up with everything. Uh, but basically, it's like a parody of Power Rangers. They have a five five person team. They have like red gelato, green gelato, blue gelato, yellow gelato. Gelato. And, oh, because yeah, they're, they're, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's and, clever, cute. And so the whole point of this is like the the leader of which who is red gelato named Fudo uh, falls in love with the enemy's like new like princess, basically. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. So and like she and like the princess is like some super strong warrior who has like who is perceived to have a sadistic nature, but she doesn't. And like she just wants to be loved and be in love, and like that's kind of kind of like she. So so it's like dodgeball, the dorky guy and the uh, Ukrainian <laughs> murderer. I kind of but like they both they both fall in love and like <laughs> that's they, what they i have, choose to believe it is uh they have to like hide their love from their respective organizations and everything and you know and i think that's also why it's called like love after world domination because like until one or the other wins like they can't fully commit it's, it's it's funny i really do enjoy the show i'm like five episodes in so far so it's it's great i do i do love it a lot right. I, it's on crunchyroll as well so i highly recommend for recommend for you guys to check it out a couple of uh, power rangers threads through this uh recommendation then yeah definitely was not on purpose <laughs> they just always permeate your brain man they do uh, as for me i'm actually taking a page out of your book and i finally got around to watching blue lock and oh god damn that's a good ass anime <laughs> i'm telling you man yeah it's it's just it, the way they take like simple skills like dribbling or like mid-range shots and stuff like that and turn them into like superpowers it's so funny it reminds me of like kuriko no basket uh, and that's one of my favorite anime of all time. Yeah, and you got to think about it. Like, these are just, like, amateur-level skills. And, like, imagine, like, when they, they tell me in the show, like, oh, like... Oh, they always refer pro, to, like... That was a pro move. And I'm like, damn, it's like, how good are the pros perceived <laughs> in this world? Yeah, they, they they refer to, like, like Messi and Ronaldinho as, like, gods and stuff like that. So it's a fun watch. It's good. I'm like, I, I like to see where it's going. Um, and then aside from that, I just wanted to turn my brain off. So I was watching the second season of Records of Ragnarok, and that's a fun watch. Yeah, just, I, I think I saw that Netflix has a season two out now. Yeah, that's I, I just caught up on that. And uh, yeah, it's like, um, what is it? Ragnarok comes, and so uh, the Valkyries gather the strongest humans, and they have a 12-person tournament against the strongest gods. And whoever wins, either the humanity is destroyed or they get to live. So uh, fighting for their lives out here. Is this the anime that has like that infamous like slideshow fight? That was like maybe in season one, I want to say. I've never seen it, so but I've, I've heard stuff. It might have been. I don't know exactly what you're referring to, but it's it's just over the top, 
Like, oh, I'm clearly going to win. No, but you haven't seen my special move. Oh, but you haven't seen my specialer move. Just a good one-up and stuff like that. And the gods learn to respect humans through the fights. It's great. It's a good time. I think the only clip I've seen on Netflix is, like, the large Valkyrie woman, like, makes her appearance to, like, I don't know if it's some human dude or not, but I don't know. It's just funny, like... She gets all girly girl because this guy's like making, making yes. her blush. So oh yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I was like that kind of they, they have to they watch, have a great but, dynamic. It's it's fun. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a good turn your brain off. And then aside from that, I'm also watching the second half of season one of Spy Family, and that's just that's a fun one. It's a great show, actually. Yeah, I've been recommending that to some people who want to get into anime, and it's just it's got a little something for everyone. Anya's adorable. The mom's a badass. The dad's super cool. Yeah, it's a fun watch for anyone who wants to get into it. Great. Great. I mean, you know, hopefully you guys will t- check these shows out. I feel like we always recommend some really good stuff. So I, I really do f- hope. I get you some guys- good feedback. Yeah. Yeah. We got some good stuff. And if you got recommendations for us, let us know. I, I'm, yeah. all, I'm always looking for new stuff to watch because I don't have many friends. <laughs> Mostly B. I feel like when people recommend me stuff, I don't know how to tell them. It's like, oh, yeah, I've already seen that. <laughs> You're old news. <laughs> I'll go, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. And then I'll get back to them in a month and be like, I watched it. It was great. I don't know, but like I guess it's because I just watch a lot of stuff. Working overnight, you have to keep yourself entertained somehow. Yeah, so. and keep yourself awake. Yeah. But enough of that. I guess now it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of all this. Man, I really do say that a lot. You it's do like, say meat and potatoes a lot. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean. It's just a great phrase. It is a great Who phrase. Who doesn't love meat and potatoes? I mean, I had that for dinner, so, so it's good. God yeah. bless you for it. So, to start off here, uh, we're going to start with some DC Comics news, and not just the movies and series, like television series, but comics too, because there's actually a lot of exciting stuff happening. Yes, in case you forgot, these movies and TV shows come from actual source material. (laughs) Yeah, there's source material to this, and like, hopefully this piques your interest as well. Uh, For comics news, uh, the Justice League is no more. Nightwing now leads a whole new team, and that is the Titans. Uh, roster consists of Nightwing, Cyborg, for me, finally back where he actually truly belongs. No longer just guarding the watchtower. Yeah, that's for sure. Booyah. Uh, Starfire, Wally West Flash, the best Donna Flash. Troy, Raven, and Beast Boy. So pretty much this rounds out like the animated series of Teen Titans roster, plus uh, Wally West and Donna Troy. But I know they made their appearances in the comics more frequent than they did in the show. Yeah, I feel like Donna Troy really, outside of the comics, hasn't really been portrayed with the Titans a whole lot. I mean, the whole whole spiel of her. I think there was, I think there were some legal issues to include her in the show or something like that. No way. It, it might have been. I I know I know there's like some stuff tied. Like yeah. some characters are tied to their creators. Because so. even even she barely pops up in Young Justice and stuff, but she's involved. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think she's a great character, and I think this is a really good cast. You know, yeah. Wally watched Flash was the best Flash ever, so... I mean, I think that's a Flash everyone loves and grew up with, so... Uh, of course. He's hilarious. And I, I hope this ongoing series is good. I really do love these characters, and they definitely do deserve a bigger spotlight, so here's a chance for them to find, like... I don't want to say prove themselves, because they definitely have proved them, proven themselves as heroes, but I think now here's their chance to prove themselves to a wider audience, I feel. Are they taking over... Like, is Justice League retiring, or...? Uh, for that, I have to finish up reading on Dark Crisis, because I'm not entirely sure what happened. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's the end of a crisis event. Yeah. Okay, so at the gotcha. end of a crisis event, I don't know if the Justice League dies or, like, some of them die. I thought I saw something about them being in, like, a pocket dimension or something. Maybe. It's something like that. I think they're okay. dead or they're, like, in pocket or dimension. presumed can, dead. Presumed dead, yeah. I, like I said, I need to catch up and finish it, and then I can update you guys on what happens there. But for now, there's just no more. New Justice League consists of the Titans team, 
and we'll see what happens on from there. All right. I do love that cast and crew, so yeah, it's I'm excited for it. Hopefully, it's it's good. So we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, but unfortunately, sadly, the TV show Titans and Doom Patrol are coming to an end, canceled by the grueling higher ups at DC and Warner, and that's not James Gunn and Peter Safras. This goes way beyond them. Fortunately, though, the current season that's airing right now, they do have a concrete ending in place. So we aren't going to be left in with a cliffhanger or, you know, open-ended ending. They're not going to Netflix us and just axe it in the middle of a storyline? Yeah, basically. Uh, for me, both shows, I feel like, definitely hit the ground running for in Season 2. And then Season 3 really carried on the momentum. And I haven't finished Season 4 yet. I kind of want to wait for it to, like, air everything so I can just binge it all in one go. Because So is this current airing season their last one? Yeah, it's the last one. Gotcha. I, I thought maybe... Maybe they have one more, but I guess it's this current one is what's going. Well, as long as they got a plan in place, yeah. So I'm really excited for it because like there's a lot of good characters. I mean, I was I was really shocked that in season two they included Superboy, and I was like, oh damn, we're like we're going here already. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I think I'm only like halfway through or finished season two of both of those shows, but I like where they're heading with both of them. Yeah, I I would always acknowledge Doom Patrol for giving Brendan Fraser that second chance in his career. I revitalized him entirely. Now look at him in the whale and everything. So. Thank yeah. you, t- thank you to Doom Patrol for that, because you know we love our Brendan Fraser around here. Yeah, we definitely do. And Doom Patrol is such a great show. It's very bizarre and out there, and I feel like it's just a perfect blend of superheroes and like weirdness. I guess you could say. Yeah, it's like the macabre meets like traditional hero work and stuff. Say so like Adam's Family superhero story. Yeah, I like that. That's a good comparison. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But both of these shows are the OG shows from the DC Universe, the streaming service that was just pure DC and something that I absolutely love. Rest loved. in peace. Those were fun times. Those were really fun. They had times. everything. Yeah, I mean, you had the comics there. You had all the DC movies, cartoons. And those DC animated movies go hard. Yeah, the animated movies good, are, like, perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's some better than, like, that like, could be better, but, like, they're still really good. But for me, like, there was a forum where, like, you could just chat it up and, like, you know, like, I just, I just absolutely loved it. It was perfect for me. It was, like, the perfect streaming service for me. And then yeah, they axed it because of HBO Max. And I understand why, but for me, it was just a golden era for yeah. me during that bad, time. Bad timing, unfortunately. It really was a bad timing. And it's also because, like, that's where Young Justice uh, made their comeback of season three, I want to say. Was it season three or season four? I think it was four, but I could be wrong. I'm often wrong. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those. I want to say it's three. I, I want to say it's three because I think season four is Phantoms. I'll take your word for it. But I miss that app. I know right now they have the DC Infinite app. I've been thinking about subscribing to it just so I can read up on comics and not have to like... I mean, I do want to support uh, local comic book shops, but like making the trip, buying all those comics all at once, yeah. it gets pretty hefty. So it's, it's good to just have a subscription and just get what you can out of it. Yeah. And I guess to move on to the movie news over here is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Ah. Let me try that again. Shazam! Fury of the Gods <laughs> released its latest trailer, and I will say it looks great. I mean, I know back when the first one premiered, it was a sleeper hit, and this looks to be about the same. I feel. I know, like there is some bad behind-the-scenes stuff. Like they wanted to include the Rock. The Rock didn't want to be in it. He wanted his own solo movie first, which it didn't make sense. Like you, yeah, two his have movie this... came out first. Yeah. Anyways, it's like, it's like you two had the same powers. It's like why wouldn't you want to be connected? But I guess in the long run, it does work out better for Shazam. Uh, we'll get that into later. I guess one of the questions is, like, will this cast carry over to the new universe? I mean, I think it's a great cast, and they all play their characters really well. But we also finally find out a little bit more about the villains uh, portrayed by Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, who are gods and the daughters of Atlas. And for those who don't know, uh, Shazam actually uses the powers of Atlas um, for his own like 
powers. Basically, it's one of the A's. It's the yeah. uh, uh, stamina of Atlas. Yeah, stamina of Atlas. Because I think the other A is the courage of Achilles. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Damn. So they're pretty angry. How does this guy ever lose to anyone? <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's got every fucking power you need. Yeah, no, it it, it looks good. I mean, like, uh, despite Zachary Levi's best efforts to tank the premiere oh, of this man, movie, he just released that at a wrong time. But yeah, he. <laughs> if for anyone who doesn't know, he was commenting and uh, reposting some like anti-vaxxer tweets and apparently he's kind of not the best guy in the world so i mean i'm not shocked i'm not saying he's not a terrible guy i mean he's he's i don't know he hasn't hurt anyone up until this point like as we're running around hawaii trying to cause as much havoc as possible but he's free to have his own opinions i can respect that and everything but uh, i also don't know it's like is he really coming off anti-vax or is he coming off anti-big pharma i don't know until he clears it up but until then i'm just gonna be like oof maybe not the best move to say that right before your big movie comes out but despite that it looks entertainment i like i I guess i'm excited for it yeah I mean, I know it's it's hard for me to trust these movies at this point. It it is, especially with the track record that DC has, and like it's, it really has been disconnected with the whole Snyder stuff because like he's been focused on just somehow like massacring the characters of Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna see how they write the ship uh, in the coming coming years, um, which we're gonna get more into later. But hot damn, there's a lot on the horizon, and really how is. this plays into that is gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I know the synopsis of the movie is uh, Lucy Liu's and Helmir's characters are upset with the Shazam family because they feel like they're taking their powers for granted and, you know, not really taking their role seriously. And I'm very interested to see how this goes. I know there's there's some really incredible shots in this trailer. I'm just like, holy shit, it's pretty well shot, but we'll see what happens. I know probably the rest of the cast are hoping that Zachary Levi doesn't fuck it up more for them. <laughs> And Brody just got a fucking job for the first time in years. Let him yeah. let let this man cook. Yeah, I think I think he was gonna be the Flash in that one George Miller Justice League movie or uh, something like that. That would have been cool. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that's who he was gonna be. I think he was gonna be the Flash. I think that would have been a better call than Ezra Miller at this the, point. It was either the Flash or he was gonna be Aquaman. It was one of those two. Aquaman's weirder for me, but the Flash would be fun. Yeah, I, I can see he, that for sure. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, like, they clear that up. I know James Gunn tweeted that he can't control what his actors say or, like, they're free to have their own opinions. They're going to say stuff that he agrees with, and they're going to say stuff that he doesn't agree with. So, and it's true. You can't control what everybody says, and they're all free to their, their own opinions. Now, is that going to affect my decision to go see this movie? Probably not, but yeah, to we'll each see their what own. happens. Yeah, to each their own. But as for the Shazam movie, I'm curious as to why mr mind was not used as a villain and for those wondering who that is uh, at the end of the first movie there's a i cat- love him <laughs> <laughs> there's a caterpillar in the end credits from the first Shazam movie um and he's called actually the malicious mr mind so Good it's moniker. like an, an evil caterpillar if you can imagine and like they hint him like teaming up with um dr savannah and then nothing really comes out of it. So I'm just wondering, it's like wh- they set up this one villain and then they don't mention him in the sequel unless they're building up to something bigger. And maybe he's in the third movie. I mean, or something. maybe in this one, Mr. Mind is kind of the one in in the minds of the uh, daughters of Atlas that is kind of like, hey, you should. Uh, that would be interesting. Take back this power. I mean, he could be still be a player in the he, background. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm not writing it out completely. I'm just curious as to like why hasn't this been like alluded to? Or... <laughs> just imagine like MCU was setting up Thanos in the background for years, and they're setting up Mister Fucking Mind <laughs> in the background for years. I would love to see that. 
Hey, man. I mean, I know a lot of people think that Darkseid is, like, the biggest threat to the Justice League. But for me, that's he's a threat, but he's not the biggest threat. There's definitely other more dangerous threats to the Justice League. Yeah, I mean, there's a few world enders out there. Not even just world enders. I feel like their biggest threat might even be, like, the Injustice Gang or the Injustice League, Legion of Doom whichever variation you want to say i feel like that's a threat to them but like these other threats are threats to like the world and the galaxy i mean i don't know i still think legion of doom is a bigger threat to them but like i said to each their own uh but i guess to follow up now into the main new dc universe that was announced by james gunn uh james gunn dc slate has been revealed and he's titling chapter one as gods and monsters which is very interesting. So is this like the MCU phase one? I guess so. Like, so this is his like moniker for that? All right. That's yeah, dope. I like yeah. it. It's it's a good moniker, and it's one that's been used a lot in DC mythos. Mm-hmm. So the first project, I guess the first quote-unquote project in there is Shazam Fury of the Gods, actually. It's going to be part of the DC universe. Was James Gunn involved in this movie at all? I don't think so. So he's just like, it's good enough, it can stay? Well, I think it's because it's been... Oh, I'm going to retcon it later anyways, don't fucking worry. Maybe, but <laughs> I think it's also because it's been kept apart from every other uh, franchise that's been part of the Snyderverse. That it's, he even said that it's like, it's in its own pocket un- like pocket corner of the DC where like he can incorporate it into his own. Yeah, it's never really be connected with the Snyderverse, right, so it can right. at least kind of stand on its own TV. It can stand on its own, and he says that the events in that film is going to lead up into what is the next movie, and that is The Flash, which will be the second, I guess, <laughs> film. And that movie How is... How is this movie still <laughs> happening? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just like, man, it's like whatever Ezra Miller does, they're just like, you know what? I'm going to use them. Dude, no, we haven't even seen a single speck of footage or, or anything from this movie. I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some photos and stuff, like, but that's about it. And I I know they're going to debut their trailer on Super Bowl Sunday. So That's a big debut, but the movie comes out the month after that. <laughs> like, what the hell? I don't know. I think it's just because, like I guess, well, here's the thing about this movie. This is the movie that's going to wipe the board and reset the DC universe. So this is going to clean the slate. And that's probably why they're not promoting it as much. Because they're just be like, you know what? It doesn't even matter if you see this movie or not. Because anything that happens afterwards is going to be brand new. And it's something that you and I have been hinting at and talking about in past episodes. Which I feel like is what's going to happen. Because I feel like that's the only move they have to make. I mean, you, can, you have to at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, we, need a, we need a little mouth rinse after the last uh, few years of DC we had. And this movie, I can't see going forward with Ezra Miller too much further. So Yeah, I mean, hopefully with the reset, we get a new Barry Allen. Or the in- Wally West takes up the mantle. Let's go Wally. But which Wally? Are we going to get Wally West or are we going to get Wallace West? Mm. Wally West is the ginger. Wallace West is the black guy. I mean, Walter West. <laughs> Walter West. <laughs> Walter White West. <laughs> I mean, Brian Cranston is the Flash. <laughs> oh my God, he's not just cooking up meth anymore. He's cooking up speed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I almost did a spit take on that. Uh, oh, I should not drink when you talk. Uh, yeah, man, the Flash. I'm just, I'm just so curious about this movie. This, in and of itself, could be a marketing tactic to like barely put out any information until the month before the movie. Because I'm so curious at what this is going to be about. I mean, it worked for Spider Man. Was it? No Way Home, they barely put out any trailers. So they're just like, everyone's going to come see this movie anyway. Yeah, they didn't need to put out trailers. Everyone, yeah. All they said was, three Spider-Man. And everyone was like, say less. Yeah. Give me Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire any day and I'll be there. 
And so, but after this movie is one movie that I'm actually really excited about because we finally, well, not we, I guess <laughs> me, I finally have representation here with a Blue Beetle is now officially part of the new DC universe. I'm stoked for this one. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. Like, finally, finally we get a Latino superhero. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. We don't have a ton of info about this one, too, do we? Not too much yet. I know it comes out this summer, so maybe we'll see something during the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll see something... Hopefully, they'll bring something during C2E2 because I feel like DC Comics has been missed at C2E2 a lot. So maybe For this sure. is the year that they come back. Like, bring him back. Show me some Show me some stuff. Show me some good stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen a few of the set photos from Blue Beetle and that's yeah. about it. But the costume looks That still looks amazing. nice, dude. That still looks nice. It's like, like straight ripped out of the comics, man. I love that costume. It's like... I feel like all the other costumes they've done, they've tried to like really modernize like classic costumes and it kind of doesn't quite sit right whereas this one is supposed to be a modernized like exoskeletal yeah. suit and everything like that and it looks good so i think what i don't like about the modern suits is it looks like they have that rubbery kind of yeah. feel texture i'm just like nah, it's just not for me it yeah. doesn't look good like bat nipple era of yeah. batman costumes <laughs> oh my god don't that never made no sense to me. no beetle nips no beetle nips no beetle nips at all but it, the, the comics just looks like it was completely ripped out of the pages yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal costume. Whoever designed that costume, give that costume design team an award because that is, oof. Let's go. Pure, pure comic book goodness. So I'm really excited for this movie. I know that they are hinting at like Ted Cord being in this movie, who was like the second Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I know in the comics what happens to him. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I don't know if you know what happens to him. Vaguely. I've, I've forgotten everything. All right. So I'm not going to spoil it. What's going to happen? So I'm very excited to see, but like also just him officially being part of the DC universe. I'm I'm kind of also thinking now, like, man, can they be hinting at like a Teen Titans or Young Justice team building towards the future? I absolutely wouldn't be surprised at that. They, I mean, because he is a teenager in the movie. Yeah, so they got they got years to work with him and everything like that. But I I would, I'd fucking kill to see some Titans representation yeah. live action because because like the Titan show is cool. I don't. Love everything they did with the characters there, right, but right. it was a great first attempt at like some pretty, yeah. pretty tricky characters to do. I mean, they they gave us a great Nightwing. I feel Nightwing was the best part of that for sure. Yeah, Donna I, Troy was badass in that as well. So actually, a lot of good characters in that. So like, I'm 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 happy. I'm happy for the show is, but like, I hope it can build into something more with like Blue Beetle, like building in a film version of the Young Justice team. Basically. Yeah. To, to see them, like, really get the A-plus Hollywood treatment would be really cool. Yeah. And then after that comes in uh, Aquaman 2. And I don't know, I does Aquaman 2 come out after or before? Because I think Aquaman 2 comes out in March now? Or am I getting that wrong? Like, I don't know the chrono- chron- ah, chronology <laughs> of the films and, like, the release times. I don't know when it's going to be, but I just know Aquaman 2 is also part of the DC. Oh, my movie. God, Christmas this year. Oh, so, okay, so then it comes out way after. Then Blue Beetle. Okay, so... Then it still it still it still makes sense within the timeline. So Aquaman two is also part of the DCU. Uh, Jason Momoa looks like he's keeping his role as Aquaman and not going to be recasted as a lot of people assumed he was going to be. I know a lot of people wanted him as Lobo, and like he does make sense as Lobo. But I do enjoy his Aquaman. I know a lot of people don't like him. They call him Aqua Bro. Hey, dude, why not? Why not? I like him. You, yeah, you don't have to make everything comic accurate, but at least make them a good character. And I think they did a good job with that. Yeah, he did. He did good. I think in the second movie, hopefully expands upon that and like really builds upon like what was built in the first movie because the first movie was really good i liked it it was yeah. great it was a great comic book movie i know there 
I guess, you know, they're changing his costume in the second one, which it looks cool enough, but I miss that <laughs> goldfish scale armor. It was, it was a little much in the first one, but no, I appreciated was, them for doing so, it. For me, it was so cool. I was like, I yes. appreciated it. I was like, yes, give me that. Yeah, That's his second one's more like, if this is accurate, like, it's like more blue and still kind of looks armory. Yeah, it looks like more like his early 90s costume where he had like a blue and dark blue, like, ocean torrent kind of design bro just make him shirtless yeah they've done that enough not enough with him <laughs> uh but also i guess now after after aquaman 2 is when the new actual official dc universe now begins and james gunn has said this is an eight to ten year plan which is spanning across tv film and animation so it's going to be all mixed in so some characters will make their first appearance in animation before they do in live action, and some characters will make their appearance in live action and then transition over into animation. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. And he says whoever's casted is going to be their character across the board. So they'll, whoever's cast in live action will voice their character in the animation. I think that's neat. Yeah, so it's a good way to keep the continuity and like everything cohesive. Yeah, like these actors will become their characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's important for a franchise. Like, I mean... Like, without Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, I don't think the MCU would have launched nearly as successfully because Robert Downey Jr. just fucking is Tony Stark. Yeah. He's, like, that guy who was born to play that role. So if they can cast these this wave well and really make these actors their characters, I think we're in for a pretty bright future for DC. Even more, what really surprised me is that he says he's incorporating animation into within this universe, which is something that Marvel didn't do until recently. Basically. Yeah. But even then, it was like their What If series, and that's still like not even official canon. Yeah, definitely not canon or anything. But it's partly canon, but not officially canon. Like, but I like that because you can tell those stories that you know won't translate to like actual live action. Right. But you can do some crazy shit with animation. But the stories are still just as impactful. I mean, oh, definitely. As much as you and I love like DC animated stuff, we just get more of that. Yeah, we're gonna get more of that, and it's gonna be officially part of the movie universe i think that's going to be incredible and hopefully yeah and i th- i think dc's strongest suit is their animated movies. oh hell yeah definitely their animation department and so like to said, do that as a canon project is fucking i'm all for it yeah and hopefully it can lead into having like one of their bigger animation projects in theaters hopefully yeah so I, I think that'd be yeah cool. that'd be cool because when's the last good. time you, like, you you don't really get a lot of like comic book or like action like even anime releases are so like they're for like a weekend and like that's about it and you gotta hunt them down elsewhere that's cool um are these gonna be are the animations gonna be movies or series or both uh well to start that off with is the first project in the dc universe of gods and monsters it's actually called creature commandos that's the first project an animated series written by gun himself Ooh, series okay yeah it's gonna be an hbo max uh i'm super excited for this because i mean creature commandos for those who don't know, it's like a bunch of supernatural monsters like fighting in a war. You got Frankenstein, you got the Wolfman, you got like a vampire. This you got is like a Medusa variation version of one. This is very out of left field, and I like that. Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's like I like that they're already diving into like their supernatural lore of the DC comics. Yeah, because there is a big component of that. Yeah, it's it's huge. Like DC, DC. The DC comic, I really can't talk to them. <laughs> Which is very just, exciting. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm just very excited about this. Like, hearing all this news, I was like, oh it's my god. It's the passion. Yeah, it's the passion. It's the passion. And, but the DC universe is very large and vast. And it has, like, their, they have their, like, their magic corner, their supernatural, you know, their superheroes, their space sci-fi. So They got something for everyone. Yeah, the, basically, like, 
you're going to see they're really in blending in all of it into this and really making it into a DC universe. And the Creature Commandos, I'm loving it already. I I think this is going to be a great project. And the fact that they're doing it animated, even better. Because like I feel like that's going to... Imagine really... ugly CGI ruining this as a live-action oh, movie. No. This, this one's got to be animated, for yeah. sure. And if you want to get more familiar with the Creature Commandos, you can actually find them on Season 2 episode of Batman, The Brave and the Bold. They make an appearance. Oh, uh, tight. That was a that was a great animated show, too. That was too. a great, great Batman series. Oh my god! Diedrich Bader was yeah, the voice I, of that yeah, one. I yeah, like, I love Diedrich Bader. That's the one thing. It's like I would have never pictured him as Batman, but his voice really just—he's got a great voice. Just, yeah, just I don't know. It felt perfect for that Batman role or that era of Batman. Basically, it was perfect. No Kevin Conroy, but it was a, a very good uh, stab at the character. Yeah. So, Creature Commandos first project, animated project series written by Gun himself. He wrote all the episodes already, so I think now they're working on the animation, so hopefully we should Which see... Which is the longest part, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll probably see that, hopefully soon. I don't know if, like, it's if the movies are starting in 2025, and then maybe the television series will start the year before that, or if the whole universe in general is starting in 2025. But we'll see. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just very excited for all this. Because after that, we have Waller is the next project up, uh, and Amanda Waller is still being played by Viola Davis. And it's going to be a team-up with her and the Peacemaker team. I don't know if you've seen the Peacemaker show yet. I still have not, but I think Phenomenal that's show. hilarious that she's <laughs> teaming with them. I mean, you'll, when John you see Cena the show, you'll stick see it around, that. baby. I mean, John Cena's just a good, probably like one of the second best wrestling actors probably after Bautista. I mean, currently, yeah. I, I can't mean, think they're, of they're, anyone they're, else, really. They're both great. They're both great. I mean, I think they're both like... I mean, his early stuff was terrible. Remember yeah. the Marine? That was god awful. <laughs> Never saw that. I I saw bits and pieces. And was like I'm good. I got it. But uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. Viola Davis's Waller is a fantastic choice. Uh, and this is movie. Uh, it's gonna be a, also a TV series. I think an HBO. Max oh, series. tight. So I think that's better for for a character like Viola Davis because that character is fucking layered. You gotta dig yeah. into. her. She definitely has some fucking issues. Like, damn. Yeah, she's she's a cold motherfucker. And once that. once you watch the Peacemaker show, I think it'll make sense to you why they're teaming up together. Okay, so all right, I'm, I'm gonna jump on that soon. Perfect. Definitely get on that. Uh, and actually, this is a project being head up by the people who wrote uh, the Watchmen, the film, and nice. also the Doom Patrol writers. So it looks like they're keeping some of the stuff within house. Good, I like that. So it's it's gonna be good. I mean, because I feel like both writers. I mean, maybe Watchmen. I'm not a hundred percent sure because like it. I enjoyed the very, movie. It's a it's a it's an okay movie. It's it's not an awful movie, but it's like it's really one for one with a comic aside from the ending. Yeah, they really flipped the script on the ending there. Yeah, but aside from that, it's really one for one. So, but also maybe these people weren't given the creative freedom to try to do something new. So we'll yeah. see what happens here with this. Uh, but also, war. like I mean, they're keeping the Doom Patrol writers on that, and they've yeah. been proven to be able to put out really good content. Yeah. So I think this might be a good good partnership and very good series, especially if we get more Peacemaker. I'm all for it. So. So yeah, it man. should be good. I'm excited. Yeah, and then after that is now the big project. The big man himself, uh, Superman Legacy is the title of the film, which is being marked as the true beginning of the DCU. Okay, we have three beginnings for the DCU, for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah, we have th- three different beginnings, but this is I think this is the one, because like this is the first film. The first, the first big film. film of the big characters. Yeah, the big three, the trinity. So, so the so the rest of this is laying groundwork, and this is when it's actually boom hit you in boom. the face. This exactly. is this is the Avengers, yeah, I, level of phase one, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah, you, I guess you would call it like that because Superman is such a big fucking character, like, and you don't want to fuck that up. 
as we've been proven they've been doing it forever so yeah <laughs> yeah but like i feel like in order in order i feel like in order to keep this universe this project alive your superman movie has to deliver have they cast it yet no they have not cast it yet. that's a tall I've seen a, order i've seen a lot of fan casting and i'm just like man you guys don't know how to fucking cast it's gonna be somewhere out of left field i mean fucking brandon ralph was superman at one point I mean, he was a great superman though. he was good that movie sucked but he was good oh but they did him justice in the cw series yes they did he came back as like he came back as that version of superman but he was wearing like the kingdom come version of his costume which was oof phenomenal costume yeah. such a great great brandon ruth is so fantastic superman i so. like him but that movie was dog shit <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, uh, Superman Legacy is being inspired by the comic All-Star Superman, which is a fantastic Superman Quintessential comic. Superman line. Yeah, and I like that comic a lot. I feel like it's one of the comics that really embodies the character of Superman and Clark as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also a comic that is generally described as the best Superman story. So definitely check that one out. Uh, the movie is written by Gunn. He says he's halfway through it. And it has Clark balance his Kryptonian heritage along with his human upbringing. And just hearing that, I was like, I love that already. Dude, that's what I love. That. That's like, what makes the character the character. Yeah. Like when people see the versions of him as just like some alien god who has to control his powers. No, no, no. He's no. dealing with humanity more so than he's dealing with his powers yeah. most of the time. Because for Superman, like he's always been Clark first. Like that's that's who's his identity. Yeah, he's, that's he's Clark. He's, he's, he's Clark. And, and like that's the best part of things like, you know, Smallville even. Like that show did so well for a good reason. It was just a coming of age story about a guy who could destroy you with a look so like focus on the person and not the powers and that's a recipe for success i'm really excited to see what they're gonna do even like even the tv shows superman and lois i think uh what is his what is his name tyler hochlin or the current run yeah or okay yeah the current Uh, one he he does a great superman in that series as well because like they also pay more attention into clark the man than they do superman the hero yeah so because I think in one of the episodes, like, one of the people, like, compliment his costume. He's like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, yeah, my mom made it for me. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what we need. Because <laughs> that's how he is. That's just how Superman is. He's just, you got to remember, he's he's a kid from Kansas. He's yeah. a big Midwesterner. He says, oh, when he bumps into people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm very excited for that. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think people want to see any more of the stoic, like, god superman where he like has to be afraid of the world beneath him, i like can't unleash my true power because it would decimate the world no just be like ah, i don't know how to ask for the weekend off because we're really slammed at the daily planet right now like yeah. s- simple sh- fucking human stories like that yeah because one of the things that really ticked me off in uh the, Sur- the man of steel movie is like when his dad died mm-hmm. was like that big tornado was coming in, and i'm like dude you have super fucking speed <laughs> Where you can rescue your dad and get back in time, like to where you are, and no one will even know what happened. Or you can go rescue your dad, like hide somewhere or something, and be like, "Oh, we got we got really lucky" or some shit. Like yeah, that. that tornado blew us away, but we survived. Yeah, like it that it it fucking blows me every. It's time. like they killed. They it killed, was a very pointless death. Yeah, they killed him just for like teaching him a lesson that he can't reveal his own powers yeah that's not what it's about it it was really it was really stupid like that that for me i was just like no that's when i really understood that Zack snyder does not know who superman is so yeah but anyway we got we got an axe to grind with snyder and we can do that another time (laughs) enough enough of that 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 universe is dead that universe is dead now kill it slowly (laughs) no kill it quickly actually let's get on to this new stuff because this new stuff sounds awesome it's fucking speaking of awesome new stuff 
Yeah. Tell them what's next, Caddy. Here we go. Next up, we have Lanterns, which is a series I'm that did not get canceled. so excited for this one. Uh, Lanterns is going to star Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Uh, and it's fantastic. We get two favorite Lanterns from people. You know, we get people who watch the Justice League cartoon who grew mm-hmm. up with Jon Stewart. And then we get the comic nerds who were first introduced to probably Hal Jordan and, you know, who considered them him. Like, that's their Lantern. And it's just been a while for, like, Hal Jordan since he's been in any kind of form of media. Yeah, and I think it's great that, like, we're focusing on not just one, but, like, two main lanterns. But also that they're talking about bringing in, like, a bunch of other lanterns as well. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be just about one Green Lantern. This is going to be about the Lantern Corps as a whole. And there's so much to explore there. So many great characters. I mean, you've heard us talking about it before, like Jessica Cruz. Simon Boz. I mean, they got to bring in my boy, the other Mexican boy, uh, Kyle (laughs) Rayner. Kyle Rayner, baby. Don't be afraid to show him. Give me Kyle Rayner. That's my favorite. Guy Gardner. There's so many good ones. Hell, even Brent Kilowog back. Like, there's so many cool and individual, unique and like interesting lanterns to explore in this and what what is the show gonna be about so uh, basically the way he described the show was think of it like space cop meets true detective or sci-fi kind of thing meets true detective that is a cool concept for these characters so yeah basically uh hal jordan and john stewart are like two beat cops like i don't want to say two beat cops like two lanterns like I'm, but like the tr- beat quad beat cop equivalent yeah. of Almighty super so beings. <laughs> they're they're patrolling their 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 like space sector and Earth and everything and like what they're investigating leads into like this dark mystery that's gonna affect the DC universe as a whole basically. Okay. So whatever that dark mystery is, I don't know yet. There do I have a lot of speculation? I have plenty of speculation for what that could be. That could lead into the Blackest Night. That could lead into Crisis oh. on Infinity Earth. Like maybe they come across something with the Anti Monitor. Uh, if you can't tell, like, yeah, I have a lot of these. I would history. love to see like a Blackest Night storyline to see all those lantern cores like come out of the woodwork and oh, just yeah. all the red lanterns are so fucking awesome. I feel like man. Blackest Night might be too early because no one's dead yet, but it, it, it they could also true. We, could, we, we, we need do bo- it a different we need way. bodies to be raised for they Blackest could, Night, but they could still adapt it in a different way. It doesn't. It the Blackest Night doesn't rely on having so many dead heroes, but even using. So like uh crisis on infinite earth it could be a good way to kind of retcon some of this old stuff and bring some new stuff in so but you can you can start with one go to the other and but just now keep I'm, building but now i'm thinking because the one thing james gunn did say in like in his video is that heroes have already been existing in his universe by the time superman appears right so if they adapt the blackest night storyline i feel like what if this is a way for them to like make a callback or a reference to like the jsa and like world war ii era superheroes okay so that's what i'm thinking now like that would be i mean it's still yeah, possible no, so. no one's ruled out and that's yeah. what's cool about like the possibility of these universes and yeah and like they're gonna introduce like other lanterns here or there so we'll see how if it's gonna be other earth lanterns or if it's just gonna be only like alien versions of the lanterns so, yeah the ones you're familiar with so we'll see we'll see Get some Sinestro up in there. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Uh, and then after that is actually a new, like, I guess, IP. Uh, the Authority. Uh, this introduces characters from the Wildstorm universe. Uh, for those who don't know, the Wildstorm are a bunch of characters that were created uh, by the current DC co-editor-in-chief, uh, Jim Lee. Uh, oh, I love I'm, Jim Lee. Yeah, so I'm not 
100% familiar with all the Wild Wildstorm characters myself. There's, I know I know a few of them here or there, but I'm I don't know uh, too what, much. What about is them. the one? Is that like Drifter? Oh, the Grifter. He has Grifter. Like yeah, yeah with the red band. He's cool. Yeah. He feels like his play on like Red Hood. So I know I know I don't know too much about him. I know who he is and everything. I yeah. think the other one is I know there's a gay couple. I think it's like Apollo and like yes midnighter or something like that i want to say it's called terrible name <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong i could be wrong what their names midnighter. are midnighter yeah these sound like the boys names <laughs> I, I love the boys but their hero names are awful so that's that's another like i guess i guess you could call them like the wildstorm versions of superman and batman kind of but not really but it's it's like that so basically this is a group of heroes who feel that the world is broken and that they will do whatever it takes to fix it in any means necessary. And they described it as a new uh, perspective on superheroes and the world. Like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think this is going to be an, an interesting movie or TV series. Well, not only that, it's like you offer that other perspective. It's kind of, I mean, it's, that's like what Civil War did best. Is like you have Cap versus Tony, like the registration or, you know, staying independent and everything like that. Right, right. Like it gives you two sides to the coin that we've of the story that we've been watching all along. So you get to see these different ideals kind of butt heads over the course of what seems like, is this going to be a series or um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I didn't read, I didn't see if it was a series or movies. Okay. It might be a movie though, but even, even so it still introduces those characters and they're going to be able to stick around and yeah. we're going to kind of constantly have this play of like, you I know, know, like is true justice in the American way, the very like Superman traditional style of justice, the only way, or, you know, you got, like I mentioned earlier, like your red hoods where it's kind of like, you know, the ends justify the means. And then you have those clash, right, right. those clash of uh, ideals. Uh, and that can come up and permeate the entire, you know, DCU and every movie and every TV show. I just think it's really good to show different perspectives. And these are the perfect foil characters to do that. Yeah. And I feel like this could also be like, like you said, a foil or an obstacle for the Justice League themselves to come yeah. over, basically. And could even, you know, lead to character development in them. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, maybe we're not doing it the right way. Maybe we do need to, you know, be a little grittier. Not Zack yeah. Snyder gritty. <laughs> but, yeah, no. you know, we're not going to yeah. be all polished and shiny all the time. I feel like if they ever do be, this could be what leads to Batman into creating his, like, uh, Justice League protocol plans. Yeah, that would be a cool way, too. Like, leading into the Tower of, of, is it Babel or Babel? Tower of Babel. I don't know how to pronounce it, so (laughs) forgive me. (laughs) We've covered this first, book. It's okay. Let Keddy say weird shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that could be, like, one way he comes into creating these plans. And for those who don't know, it's how he creates, like, different, like, ideas or plans to take down each individual member of the Justice League, basically. Yeah. There's that one DC animated movie, too, where it's yeah. like everyone's getting attacked at once. And somebody was like, he's like, rally, rally the Batwing, Alfred. Who's attacking them? He's like, me. <laughs> it's just like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's called Justice League Doom. Actually, it's actually the last script, I want to say, that was written by the great uh, and late uh, Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, that was a Duffy project? Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. God, so many legends. Yeah. And basically, after the authority comes Paradise Laws. It's an HBO series, home to the Amazons and Wonder Woman, also known as the Island of Themyscira. And he said, basically, think of this as Game of Thrones, but with the Amazons. That's so cool. So, but I'm also wondering, it's like, I know they said this is a prequel. I think they did say it's a prequel to the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie. Yes. So, this has nothing to do with Wonder Woman. Yeah. This is all about pre-Wonder Woman era 
like of Amazon culture and everything like that. And if he's describing this Game of Thrones, like, like what does that mean? That's going to yeah. be so cool. Like, so, how does a politic come to power? Exactly. And, like, like, how does she become queen? It's like, what is like, were there different factions of Amazon that she united them all? Like, it's, I think it's going to be very interesting. And do we see the like creation slash birth, depending on which storyline they're going to go with, of Diana? Like, it would be good. I, I, this is this is one of the more intriguing projects to me because it's like the least traditional right. of like big characters. But also like you know, there's certain storylines where you know the Amazonians are kind of at war with the Atlanteans, and like this could play into some future storylines that, that would be, be really very interesting. interesting. Like to build the like have the building blocks for a larger DC universe in the whole. So. Yeah, I I think this is a very interesting play. This is. Definitely a series, right? Yeah, yeah this series. is a series. I don't know how how long. It could be a limited series, you know, maybe one or two seasons. Because I feel like there's there is a story to be told there, but how much is there to be told? Yeah. I and I feel like if you say, you know, we're just gonna do two, three seasons, get our story told, and then move on from it. Right. I feel like that's when a lot of people do their best work. You know, you don't want to stretch it out for as long as it's good. <clears throat> Last season of Game of Thrones. Speaking of which, it's on HBO, home of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, they already know they have the recipe for success there. They have the creators involved. Right, right. Maybe George R. R. Martin hasn't finished his last book because he's working <laughs> on this. You don't know. <laughs> Who knows? There could be any level of possibility here. But this could also lead into, I guess, a building block for whoever's going to be the next Wonder Woman, if there is going to be a next Wonder Woman. Because I know they canceled Wonder Woman 3. So, well, I mean, who knows? Like, <laughs> Which, after 1984, I think that was inevitable. Yeah. So, it could be, it, like I said, it could just also retcon who is going to be the next Wonder Woman. That's still up in the air, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, like, I think El Gadot was great, too. But, you know, maybe at this point they just want to move on and wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Please uh, leave Jason Momoa alone. I want him to stay. <laughs> make him Lobo if you're not going to make him Aquaman. But after that is the next big hitter for the DC Universe movies. And that is Batman. He finally gets introduced into the universe in the his big movie man called The Brave and the Bold. This is the name of the movie, uh, which will introduce Batman and Robin, the Damian Wayne version, though. So interesting. Yeah, along with other Batman family members. So hoping to see a film version of Nightwing. Uh, and this is going to be based off Grant Morrison's run on Batman as well. Which is one of the better runs. So I think it's a very interesting and also the right call to start off with the damien wayne robin i think that's such an interesting and bold choice to make because i feel like like more casual fans are not nearly going to be as familiar with damien wayne as somebody like you who obviously knows everything about this but like he's such a cool character and there's such a great dynamic there that i would really love to see how it plays out on screen but also like you said that means every other hero is already established. Right. We don't need origin stories for like Batwoman or like Nightwing or Red Hood or any of that stuff. Like we just get into it and see how they play into the universe. Exactly. Because I feel like at this point, everyone knows Batman's story. We get it. Everyone knows all about it. I mean, we all know how Robin comes in to be. So I think it's good that we go with the son of Batman into his time as Robin. Yeah. Yeah. The Damian Wayne raised by assassins, Talia al Ghul's. Son, yeah, and like, he's like teetering that fine line between being a hero and assassin and like he's he's very anti-villain in the same way that like red hood was and like we talked about earlier like this leads into the discussion of like how do you handle justice is it right. justify the means or is it like no we have to do this the right way and it seems like this is probably an idea that they're playing with all through this whole phase and i yeah, think that's, that's really cool that's to have really good that's really good i 
that's a cool way to theme a phase, you know? Right. Like, it's I, good. It's good. I, I have really high hopes for this. I'm excited. And But the one thing I do need, though, is I just need them to include this one scene that was from the mo- animated movie called Son of Batman, where they introduce, finally, Damian Wayne. Uh, basically, he goes. He has like a vendetta against the previous Robins. Oh and, yes, this scene. <laughs> yeah, trying to prove that he's the best Robin. And like when he finally comes up up against Nightwing, he like discovers firsthand why he's the protege. Yeah, he hands. gets the hands. <laughs> he, like, Nightwing just beats his ass. He doesn't care that this is a child. He's just like no. Nah. He's like, what like, is you, this kid doing? Here? You want to throw hands? I'm like I'll throw hands. But what made me laugh is that he pulls out the hockey move and just grabs his cape and pulls it <laughs> over his head and just. Starts uppercutting the his fucking ass. Inglewood Jack for anyone who don't know. Oh my god, that's amazing. So I need to see that in live action. Give him the work. <laughs> yeah, no, that I want to see that scene for sure. I need that. I just need get that. just get your ass handed to you. Uh, so that's coming up. So also the other thing is Batman apparently is going to be a few years older than Superman. Oh, it makes sense if he's established before Superman's right, active. Because right. they're going with a relatively young Superman, like mid-20s, right, yeah. right? Like mid-20s, like 25, I think they want to say. So yeah, like, so he's still figuring out his dynamic. Right. So if, fucking... if Batman's like around 30, I would say that would probably make sense. It's it's not too big of a gap between yeah, the two. but That's perfect. It, yeah. That's awesome. I, I am getting more excited the more I go down this list. Yeah. So I think the next list. The next really, one I'm very <laughs> excited might, for. That's what I was hitting uh, at. So after Batman the Brave and the Bold uh, comes in Booster Gold. And he is a loser nobody from the future who uses technology from his time to try to be a superhero in ours. I love Booster Gold because he's just dopey and hapless and just wants to be big, bad, and famous and everything like that. But <laughs> he's got his wisecracking robot sidekick. What, what is what is the... Uh, skeets. 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 I love Skeets. Uh, this might be a future cosplay for me too because I love Booster Gold <laughs> so much. I'm he's surprised just... you didn't do it when I was a Blue Beetle. I, I didn't know you were Blue Beetle until it was too late for me to make a costume. But uh, oh, we can bring it back. I'll hot, I'll, I'll hot glue anything to your shin <laughs> fruit oh right God. now, baby. But, um, yeah, no, Booster Gold is such a cool character. I mean, he comes from the future and is still somehow a third-rate superhero in most people's eyes. And it's hilarious that, like, even with all these advancements, he's still just yeah dorky dude. I feel like they're going to run this the same way that, like, you know, not everyone when Guardians of the Galaxy came out was familiar with those characters. Right, right. But look how fucking huge they blew up after the first movie because everyone loved Chris Pratt, his Star-Lord, and everything like that. And I feel like they can just run a similar dynamic with Booster Gold and get away with murder. And I think that's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to cast that one right, though. There and, is. like, you don't have another Ryan Reynolds in the tank, but that's what they need to find. I don't know, I feel like they can do the guy who plays Homelander, Anthony Starr. I feel like he'd be a good good booster gold. Actually, yeah, that'd be good. Because he's just got that right amount of, like, serious, but, like, you know he can be goofy. Like, have you yeah. ever seen any, like, behind-the-scenes footage or interview footage of Anthony Starr? Like, it's definitely, he could do that. That's not a bad idea, Keto. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one, I feel. And, like, I think this is going to be a series as well, so I think it's going to work best as a series. And what the other interesting thing for me is, I wonder if they're going to introduce Blue Beetle, the Ted Cord version of this one, in as well, because I know they do. Yeah. They're best friends in the comics, so they they have a lot of team ups and stuff. Well, like he's that. already going to be in the universe. They've already said yeah. that they're going to be playing themselves across multiple iterations during this. Yeah. I think that's an absolute possibility, and I yeah, think that, that'd be or they're cool. going to include the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle. So we'll we'll see. We'll Reg- see which one it's going to be. Regard well, Scarab, like super advanced alien technology, meets. 
super advanced future Earth technology. It's kind of on par with each other. Like yeah. I think that could lead to a lot of cool. And they're both they both have like you know sentient like sidekicks essentially. The Scarab's a living being and right. And I feel like the character Booster Gold and like his whole thing is like very very much up James Gunn's alley. So I feel like this is a yeah. character he can really fully capture and understand. I'm excited for that one. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy that they're doing this because it's like one of like the well less known characters and I feel like it's yeah. it's good when they do but those I've characters. I've always too. loved him. But so yeah, I'm also very excited for this one I, too. I just, I hope they let it be silly. That's all I, I'm I, saying. I hope they let it be silly. I mean, I feel like they, if they want inspiration for it, they can look at that Justice League uh, cartoon. Yes. Unlimited. J- JL, JLU is one of my favorite interpreters because he's always just like crowd control and everything right. like that. But he wants this time to shine. If you do that as like a kind of monster of the week formula where like yeah. every week he's trying to make a name for himself, shit goes wrong and he ends up saving the day, but doesn't get this, doesn't get the glory for it. Like that's what that character is. Yeah. But then he also is also in the other animated series, Batman, the Brave and the Bold, which I think also do a good justice on his portrayal as mm-hmm. well. So it, they can they can look into those two for inspiration for those. So for sure, very and we know unlike Zack Snyder, uh, James Gunn will look at the source material and yeah. figure out the way to do this. Exactly, that's for sure. Uh, after this is another what I'm also very excited for is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. This uh, brings up this opens so many avenues too. Yeah, uh, the title of the movie is also based. It's also like, I guess it's going to be the same title as the comic that it's based on by Tom King. Cool. Um, and Gunn has described this as an epic sci-fi adventure where, where he says that while Superman grew up on Earth, as a, uh, his cousin grew up as a majority of her life on Krypton and then had to basically watch everyone else around her die as Krypton like just was. Way to start off dark. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. So, yeah. So, it's like she's definitely a much more gray character than Clark is. Yeah. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how I guess he tries to find her place in the universe. And what really has me interested is it looks like this might take place off Earth as well because he says epic sci-fi adventure. Yeah. So I'm and I mean, like the whole, th- like one of the main storylines, maybe most most of them, is you know they were sent away from Krypton at the same time, but her shuttle got knocked off course, and so that's why she arrived to Earth so much later than Superman. Right. So you know we could see her adventures just getting to Earth. Like maybe the whole goal is like I gotta find my cousin. I gotta find Kal El. Well, not oh. just that. I feel like when he describes sci-fi epic adventure, it's because he's also from the city of Kandor, and Kandor is also infamously known for being shrunken down by Brainiac into that. Yes, and then like the Marvel Pocket Universe. Yeah. Okay. Kind of not Pocket Universe, but like he has Kandor shrunken down into like the Bottle City, basically. So I wonder yeah. if that is gonna come into play as well. And if not, they can always visit that at some other point. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for this one. I think it's going to be really good. And maybe Superman will make an appearance or not. But who knows? I, yeah. I think they have a really good slate so far. And then even introducing this, and like we talked about earlier with like the Lantern show, mm-hmm. the possibility of Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, you have the chance to have Supergirl and Power Girl represented at the same time. So, and that's a cool way to see two different sides of the same character, which, you know, everyone likes to see like, oh, what if Superman was evil or, oh, what if Batman was actually Thomas Wayne? Like everyone wants to see these what ifs. And you literally have two characters who exist like side by side that are two different versions of the same person. So that's a cool way to play with that idea. Yeah. Uh, And then I guess to round out the last one here is actually Swamp Thing. Uh, they said they're going to go more horror on this one. Which is the reason it got canceled in the first place. is because it was, like, too horror. But 
even on that CW short run series, it was great. It was probably like their best series ever. And I think yeah. maybe because like budget wise, maybe it was too expensive to make. Because it was CW. It's cause C- yeah, CW, but it, it was a really good show. And I feel like now that it's going to have like a big budget film, I don't know if it's going to be a film or a series. Either way, it works as either one. But the fact that, just, that he's just like, we're going to get go a bit more horror in this. And I'm just like, yes, I need that. That's what I need for Swamp Thing. And I think right now the rumors are like, uh, what's his name? The guy who directed the second Wolverine movie, the one that takes place in Japan. James James Mangold, that's his okay. name. I think he wants to direct it. So I'm like, it's, it's an interesting choice. Cool. All really right. Cool. Uh, but I think what else has he worked on? What makes him want to do horror? I don't know, but I I'm I'm very pleased that that's gonna be the director. I just also know that aside from being more horror, they're gonna explore like the origin of Swamp Thing and how he came into be. James Mangold did the Wolverine, and he did Logan. Oh, wow. and he did Walk the Line, the Johnny Depp movie, and Johnny Depp movie. Or, uh, oh my god, um, Johnny Cash movie, sorry. Uh, the Johnny Cash movie that had Reese Witherspoon. Oh, right, And right, I think right. it was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did Ford versus Ferrari, which was very highly praised. Oh, so he has a great resume then. Yeah, he does, actually. So there he goes. I think Swamp, if he does do Swamp Thing, I think that's going to be a great project as Oh, well. he did 310 to Yuma, which was a really great Western. It's going to be good. Like, Swamp Thing is another, I guess, supernatural and, like, magic I guess it's a blend of both because he's both part of the supernatural and magic areas of the DC universe. So yeah, that's going to be a good blend of both. And Isn't he kind of like a guardian spirit? Yeah, he's a protector of what's what's called the green, basically, which is like all the green life on Earth. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I protect this green too, dude. <laughs> so I think DC really has a great project here. I think D- DC fans in general have a huge dub here. And Gunn himself has said that he's a big DC fan. And that it he know- shows. Yeah. It shows with his choices. Right it definitely now. does show, and that he knows the characters and story, and he put a big emphasis on telling a good story. And you know, he's like story first, everything else comes afterwards. And I'm like, that's what we need. And I, I like that he's also willing to do like weird stuff right away. Right, like that opens the doors for like tons of weird characters, like you know, like Zatanna and Zatara, like Etrigan. I would love to see Etrigan in a live really action cool. version. That's so fucking cool. It would be really good. Like, yeah, like I, I think there's a ton here that he has to work with. There's and, a lot of potential. And guys, this is fucking phase one. Yeah. And so, we, got, we got bangers galore, potentially. I hope. I swear to God, this better turn out well. Especially that so, Lantern series and the Booster Gold series. So, yeah, like I said, he's putting a good emphasis on telling a good story and just not being a good blockbuster or good action and explosions because, I mean, that's, that's only part of the movie. I think the story is a whole movie. So if you tell a good story, it's going to be a fantastic movie. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited. So I'm very stoked for DC. It's going to be a bright future. I think we all have a huge dub here. The Snyderverse has officially ended. So hooray for that. Hell yeah. Let's party. <laughs> Let's party. Let's party down. Yeah. Are you ready to party? Let's party, baby. <laughs> well, Party Down is coming back with season three. You uh, think we, we practiced that, folks? We did not. All natural <laughs> segues. Uh, season three comes in February 24th. I'm so excited. I love Party uh, Down. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the trailer. The trailer premiered already. So. Yes, it did. It looks good. Minus the missing of my angel, Kat Dennings. Captain, you mean Lizzie Kaplan? Lizzie Kaplan. They're, they occupy the same space. He's going to edit that out, folks. No, he's not. He's going to make me look an ass. Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan. Um, but it looks like they really haven't missed a beat. So do it, you know? It looks great. It looks does Everyone look else great. is back. Yeah. Ken Reno, Martin Starr, Adam Scott, all the, all, the, all the ones Jane we Lynch, want. Jane Lynch, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised they got Jane Lynch back, too, because she left 
Well, everyone kind of left that show. Yeah, everyone left that things. show. Jane Lynch originally left because she got into Glee. Yeah. And then Adam Scott left because he got into Parks and Rec. Man, and that think, show was so good, but it died because their cast was so good. The cast was so good, but I think, I think it was also just because it was like on stars and like it was like during that weird time. Yeah, so they, they really weren't making a name for themselves with their like original series the way that like HBO and Showtime were. Right. So right. it just didn't quite have the audience attached to it. But fuck. Watch the first two seasons of that show. That show is hilarious. Yeah. And I feel like once Adam Scott left, or just like what's we can't even carry you on. You can't. Yeah. It's it's Eric Foreman leaving that seventy show. Yeah. And they made two of the worst seasons of TV just to make that shit happen. Yeah. The, the series had all the ingredients to be a great success, but it just like it just couldn't take off. Like I feel like being on stars is probably what held it back. Yeah, it's unfortunate when like good things die young. Yeah, and then like I don't know. Like, for those who don't know, the show is about a catering crew and like the shenanigans that they get into on the night of the event, uh, with each event basically basically being hosted by either some big Hollywood actor or bigwig or like some rich person. Yeah. I mean, they're and, caterers in Hollywood. Yeah, like, they're caterers in Hollywood and like each caterer, like worker, waiter, whatever, like wants to attempt to do anything to get like their big break in show business or anything. Yeah. So it's it's really funny. I like it a lot. You have some people who just like, you know, want, you know, you have Ken Marino who just like wants to make the best catering company possible. Well, he you wants have to Martin open up with Super Crackers. Yeah, you, you have uh, <laughs> Martin Starr who just couldn't give a fuck about anything. You have Ryan Hansen, who I think is an underrated comedy actor. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's who, really good. I like who him. Want, the, yeah, who wants to be like the breakout, like discovered talent. Man. And then you have Adam Scott, who's like the over the hill retired. I tried to be an actor, but I just have like one commercial, like where's the beef line? And that's it. So like, it's a great. And then Lizzie Kaplan, who just like hates everyone who she's there with, but <laughs> fuck it. But, yeah, dude, I love the show. I'm so excited to see it back. I hope they do it well, but from what I've seen from the trailer, it looks like a good time. Yeah, it definitely does look like a good time. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Season 3 should be good. I hope it could, like, maybe potentially lead to, like, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, if it does well, keep it going. You know what I mean? But if if all we get is another season to wrap it up, you got to at least get to Season 4. Give me more Lizzie Kaplan. Because I know it was, like, a scheduling conflict that yeah. prevented her from getting... Because uh, she, she has a lot of good stuff coming out. So like, She has um, some interesting things coming out. I think they're doing a... Um, I know she has that Hulu series with Jesse Eisenberg. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Yeah, something about his character's name. Hold on, let me pull this up real quick just because I want to get her credits right. Oh, I looked her up recently. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like I love her. <laughs> um, Fleischman is in Trouble is the show that she has going on right now. Uh, but then she also is working on a Fatal Attraction series. For anyone who's seen the movie Fatal Attraction, yeah, they're doing a series. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, interesting so. choice of work for her too, because I know she was more comedic, but I guess now she's getting into drama. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> I'll watch any of it. But yeah, man, I I hope it does well. I hope we get more of it. But I good just series. love to see good content coming back. But anyways, are we having fun yet? Team Titans will be right back. Oh, we're having fun, all right, baby. <laughs> Too much fun. Oh, For those crack. who don't know, that's from Party Down as well. But oh. it's what he says when he does his beer commercial, which is going to lead over here to our break. Exactly. What do we got here today? We are drinking the Bell's Hazy Hearted IPA, which is stronger than I remembered because I've had two already and I'm feeling pretty toasty. No, Bell's Two Hearted Ale was like one of the first like IPAs I got into that like really made me go like, holy shit, this beer is strong. 
Uh, and now they made an easy-to-drink, hazy version. And that's what we got here today, folks. Yeah, I actually really enjoy this a lot. Very smooth, easy-to-drink. It's not as bitter as other hazy IPAs, I want to say. Yeah, because like some IPAs just taste like fucking Christmas trees, dude. And that's not for everyone. I can't taste most things, so I like that. But this is this is nice and tasty and juicy. Actually, what's also really interesting is that uh, the other day, um, I actually mixed this in with uh, lemonade. Oh, you made your own shandy? Yeah, made my own shandy. Nice. So it's, it's it was really good. So I could definitely see this tasting good with lemonade. So it was very delicious. So for those who are listening, try mixing this in with lemonade. Yeah, it's and it would cut really good. and it would cut the AVB so it's not so reckless. Yeah. So really good. Um, I could definitely see myself having this with my steak and potatoes. <laughs> you and, and potatoes. the ste- you and the meat and potatoes. Oh man. Oh, uh, you son of a bitch. But it's a good one. I don't know. Would you say this one uh, breaks into your pantheon? Parthenon, whatever it is. (laughs) I feel like it does what the juicer, the Voodoo Ranger juicer does, just not as well. And yet, even though it doesn't do it as well, it still tastes better than most of the other beers we've had on this show. I would would give this like a 7 out of 10, I would feel. Yeah, this is really tasty. I would get this again for sure. Yeah. If it was uh, between this and most other things, I'm choosing this. Because, yeah, it's tasty and it packs a punch. Yeah. And the can's really cool. It's got like a cool gold on it. I'm a fan. Plus Bell's, almost local, Michigan Brewery. Oh, nice, nice. I guess also... Now, back to Teen Titans on Cartoon Network. Maybe just to wrap it up here a bit, uh, we actually do have some uh, questions here from the audience. So... Let's hear them. I know Jeff has been... uh, Jeff's been killing it with the questions lately, my buddy, so... So if you want to have your question featured on the podcast, just ask a question when we post it on the story on our Instagram. Just for those who don't know, you can follow us on Instagram at Diversion64. Uh, ask us questions. This is my favorite new segment of the show. Yeah. So first question here we have is actually from Pablo. He's like, what show are you looking forward to? Well, fucking all of these shows we just <laughs> talked about, dude. Especially the Lancer show. Shows. Oh, what a, what a perfect time to ask that yeah, question, dude. man. Creature we, Commandos. Yeah, we just named lanterns. everything we're excited I'm for. I'm looking forward to all that. It's finally not just the Avatar series I'm looking forward to. So now it's all a bunch of stuff. Do you have a show you're not looking forward to? Mine's the live action One Piece. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified what they fucking yeah. did to that. Property. I actually had that list as a topic for next week. So we can get more into that. Oh, then. we got a sneak preview. Yeah, no, I um, everything we just talked about, I'm yeah. so stoked. I was also for. wondering if, like, is he asking like what art shows are we having? Because I know, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Mario Kart event that we're gonna have. Oh hell yeah, Mario Kart! I'm gonna have some merch available. Uh, Keddy's, are you printing some stuff? Yeah. So yeah, for those who don't know, our next tournament event is gonna be Mario Kart, February uh, 25th, baby. Yep. So looking forward to that. Uh, but I thought I thought that's what he meant, like art shows. I'm looking forward to the Mario Kart event. I know I have a Pokemon show coming up as well, and I'm very excited for that one because I'm finally I'm making like brand new merch. Like I'm kind of branching out into like New Horizons. Nice. And hoping that this kind of I guess elevates. I guess I don't know. I don't want to say stock as an artist because I. <laughs> but like I, don't know, I guess it gives you a new avenue to go yeah. down. Yeah, it gives for me a sure. new avenue to go down, for sure. and it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and like I finally now have the means to do it. So I'm excited for it. Really yeah. excited for it. That's a good show to be excited. I'm, I don't know. I'm seeing some punk show next week that I'm trying to get excited about, but it's going to be past my bedtime. So I'm going to try to stay strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, that's about it. So yeah, those, those are what we're looking forward to, Pablo. Thanks for asking your question. Uh, next up, we actually have Jeff's question. My guy. He's asking what type of nut butter, jelly, <laughs> and bread? And what's the perfect ratio of nut butter to jelly? And toasted or not? Always toasted. Even just a light toasting, just to give it some firmness. Otherwise, it's just going to leak out. It's going to fall apart. It's going to be very messy. But sometimes, 
That's a good thing. Peanut butter's great, but I'm going to throw you a curveball. Cashew butter, if you got the money to spend <laughs> every once in a while. It's a here. treat. It's a treat. It's not an everyday thing, folks. I'm a, I'm a humble individual who likes his butters. And throw that together with like something exotic, like a blackberry jam or blackberry jelly. And Ooh. I find you want like just a little bit more jelly than, than nut butter because otherwise you, you're too dry. You're smacking your lips. It's not great. You're fighting through it and everything like that. So just a bit more jelly. Also, adds a little bit more sweetness. So, boom. There's my what's, answer. What's the difference between marmalade and jelly, though? Uh, the marmalade has like chunks. Huh. Jelly is just like a like consistent puree. I think there's. A re- I looked into this one time and I forget exactly what it was. <laughs> I was wondering that. But uh, yeah, no, jelly, jam, and marmalade are all very different things. Holy shit! I know. We have words for reasons, apparently. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. I think for me, I would do, yeah, also toasted on a nice little... Guaranteed. Got to do it. Wheat. Wheat bran kind of bread. Oh, yeah. Get some, like, multigrain in there. Yeah. I would do that. Multigrain. Have that. I think I would do peanut butter, but not uh, crunchy peanut butter. And make sure it has, like, a good... I guess like more peanuts than like the... Nice texture. Yeah, you like good. the crunch. You like I do the like the crunch. I want the yes, crunch. Yes. I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, as for the jelly, I think I would do... I think with like a good Concord grape jelly. Class. Maybe even even a Concord grape marmalade. <laughs> now we know. know. Yeah, now we know. Throw it around. Throw it around. Why not? Try it out. Uh, You know, but I would do probably like a good even spread on both. But I think for the jelly, I would have an extra little bit in the middle so like when you press it down it like spreads it out a little bit yeah and that way when you're like you're eating the peanut butter like you get that good like sweet crunch basically i like it sweet salty crunch i guess all right so pretty much the same philosophy here i like this almost yeah almost we don't agree a lot on this podcast folks but (laughs) when it comes to sandwiches there we go we're we're, we're two of two peas in a pot back-to-back food questions with jeff over here because as we has that vending machine question almost like we work in a grocery store Uh, next question here we actually have is from Tali. She's asking, what manga or anime is loosely based on your life? Uh, fucking, okay. That's you, you have to chill for me. Oh, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. <laughs> it definitely 100%. Yeah, is. if you're a Kuwabara. All right, easy there, Kuwabara. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, oh, fuck for me. I don't know. I'm, I, as much anime main character energy as I try to portray, I don't think I feel like an anime main character. I guess the closest would be like Kuriko no Basket because, you know, I love basketball, but I'm dog shit at it, but I still play it anyways because <laughs> I want to try to make my team better. So I guess that's the closest I'm going to get. I think for me, I, I had a long time to think about this too. Is One is probably Where the House Husband. Yeah, I could totally see that for you. And then, because I do like, I do, like, she does work hard. I, I, I even though I work from home, I do a lot. I do the cooking, cleaning, which is yeah. fine with me. Like, it doesn't bother me at Get all. you a man's. Uh, the second anime I feel like is kind of loosely based on my life is uh, High School Girl, actually. I feel like I... Oh, totally. Kind of like Haduo, so yeah. Yeah, no, that movie ripped off your life, for sure. <laughs> without the romance, unfortunately. Yeah, without until the lately. Yeah, until, <laughs> until later in life, but yeah. Def, def, definitely. Those Haduo. are good answers. So yeah, that's a good one. All right, uh, nice. So good good question, Tally. Thank you, babe. What next, what next, what next? Uh, next one we have is from Andrea. Uh, she's asking, what took you wait too long to figure out? Uh Oh. Oh, damn, I had an answer for this, and I forgot what it was now. I mean, I know for me, it was like, there's a lot of words that I mispronounced. <laughs> I've been mispronouncing my whole life, That's apparently. a basic one. So that that took me a while to figure out, uh, knowing how to pronounce some words. Um, what else took me a long time to figure out? Hmm. Oh, apparently, I've been putting in the trash bags in my trash bin wrong my whole fucking life. Huh? 
So apparently, when like you know when you like rip, get it out of the roll and like you open you open like you like open it up and like do the little like swish thing to like let the air in to open it up. Sure. Apparently, you're putting it in backwards. Apparently, you're supposed to put it in like the other way, so the lining is on the inside. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm just like, holy shit! I did not fucking know this. That's a weird one. Uh, I don't know. Mine's something going to be a little more for philosophical, and that's just be kinder to yourself. <laughs> Allow yourself what? to make mistakes. That's what mistakes are about learning and not about failure. I'm over here talking about like basic shit, and Brian's over here trying to be philosoph- philosophical and shit. Yeah, I'm a philosophizer. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's what took us both a long time to figure out. <laughs> Including the answer to that question for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, thank you, Andrea, for asking that question. Thanks, Andrea. Uh, next question here we have is from Kayla. She's asking, if you played American football, what position would you play? Uh, thank you for specifying American football, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, good question, Money. Uh, I'll tell you what I think I would play, and I'll tell you what I should play, and I'll tell you what I want to play. So I think I would play, like, defense, like cornerback or something like that, because, you know. Okay, okay. I always like defense more than I like offense. You know, I played lacrosse. I was a defensive midi. And you just kind of get to do a little bit of everything. I like, I like the game of defense more. So, I, so I think I would be better at like a cornerback or something like that. I think I should play quarterback just because my dad was a legendary quarterback <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> quarterback. Oh uh, but I think I would probably be too scared to play quarterback. So maybe out of the question for me. But what I want to play and what I would love to be is a fucking tight end. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> 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 but I would love to be a fucking tight end. Like Gronkowski, like Travis Kelsey, like they just are the guy having the most fun on the field. You know, you're blocking, you're running routes, you fucking do some trick plays or some crazy shit like that. Like tight end is the most fun. All right. All right. That's a good answer. Yeah. I can see that. For me, I mean, I think there's only one answer for me, and I would definitely be running back. Oh, for sure you're a running, <laughs> running back. Running back for me. I shield 21, baby. Dude, those quads, Saquon Barkley wishes. Like, yeah, you, you got running back written all over you. Of course you make it about I shield 21, you fucking believe <laughs> diamond, diamond high, devil bats, baby. Oh, my God. Everyone I think, that, I think that's a great answer. That is definitely your, <laughs> you're for sure a running back. Oh, hell yeah. After watching Ice Shield 21, I was like, hell yeah, running back. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, so thank you, Kayla, for asking that question. Oh, man. Keep throwing those questions, people. I, oh, love, yeah. I love this. Oh, you guys, I appreciate the contributions. This is my favorite part of the podcast now because yeah. i just love answering questions like this <laughs> <laughs> it should be good but i think that's what we have to wrap it up for today i mean because we really dove into the dc thing here today yeah we like, uh we actually had to put some topics on the back burner because we ranted way too long <laughs> yeah, so but tune in for next week i mean next week's episode i feel like you know after the last two not i'm not saying they were bad episodes but like there were dry months they were dry months so hey like man now, not all gonna be bangers but we appreciate you listening through the good and the bad yeah they I feel like next one now I have like good stuff lined up. So, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, remember to always follow us at Divergent Sixty Four for the podcast. You can follow me over at Geek Night Ninety on Instagram, yes. Twitter. And by the TikTok, time by the YouTube. time this comes out, uh, we will have information posted on our Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, but plan on February twenty fifth. Uh, we're gonna have Mario Kart. Did we decide on Mario Kart Eight? Yeah, Mario Kart Eight. And if you guys are interested, we might run a side bracket of uh, something else, uh, maybe in sixty four, maybe Double Dash. Yeah. If uh, we get the people for it, we'll we'll host it for you. But let us know. We need we need to have the people for it. Otherwise, it's, yeah. It's let us know if you're interested, because if you are, we'll do it. If we don't hear about interest, we will not do it. 
Uh, but it's still going to be a fun event regardless. Yeah, we'll have themed drinks. So, ooh, I'm excited for those. So, you know, tune in, have a good time. Yeah, so uh, come on by, uh, follow Diversion64, follow Keddy, uh, follow me, BumblingBee underscore on Instagram, uh, BumblingBee1 on Twitter. Uh, that one is more dry than my Instagram. So <laughs> focus on the Instagram first, folks. And even that one's not the best. But uh, yeah. All right. But yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of the Diversion's Podcast. And remember to have yourselves a damned good one. Later, losers. <laughs>